more disclaimer. <clears throat> Today's sermon will be a mix of words that are a you know, normal sermon interspersed with three poems that two of which um, were published in a book that uh, was for Cherokee writers. And so, um, and then another one that I made just for actually this day. And so, got to let you know that <clears throat> just because the poems won't sound like a normal sermon. So, there's the disclaimer. I let you know ahead of time. <laughs> so, many of us were raised hearing the words in 1492. And so here we are, not in 1492, but in 2017. And so much has been learned. For starters, that we, every single one of us here today, have been lied to. And if you hadn't realized that until this moment, we can talk after the service in the back. <laughs> but if you're like me and all other people that were raised in our country, we were deceived by a purposeful narrative. This narrative was to retain the manifest destiny doctrine of discovery that Columbus wasn't even close to being the first European. We know that now from archaeological evidence. There were Vikings trampsing around all over the place. And even to this day, Many of the Scandinavian population has DNA that's Native American. So we know at least they mixed together in some form or fashion. Not saying it was consensual, just saying that they did mix. Now all of these that came before did not leave as much of a trace as much of a travesty as what Columbus began. Over the generations we have felt, we have mourned, in many of our communities, there was not even a chance to continue life. Because of that first wave that would begin many waves. Here's my poem, Happy Columbus Day. Happy Columbus Day, read the newspaper ad, telling me to bow down to the god of capitalistic hedonism, an idol that's ready for its next sacrifice. Happy Columbus Day. Save a dollar or maybe two on something that was pulled 
that was drawn up, that was sucked from our living earth, millions of years in the making, brought to this day, here and now, just for me, just to consume, just to grieve. Happy Columbus Day, says the parade, pulling the tides of waves, overflowing the days with celebratory gaze, marching bands and the horses neigh, celebrating the rape, the carnage, and the purging of race. Happy Columbus Day, Bringing the war dogs, dripping with the blood of babes, women torn apart and their lives filleted, Carib, Tainyo, Mayan, Toltec, Choctaw, Chickasaw, it goes on and on, they paid. We all pay. The sacrifice. This gift of carnage to the God of those days. The sacraments from the saints. The crosses that were bared. The thirst for gold and for praise. Happy Columbus Day. Our ancestors were raised. Making way for what comes nay. Progress, they say. The hair ripped and torn and the bodies portrayed to the world displayed. Thanks be to the God, the God who came on ships, starting with three, only to follow as many as eternity, white sails blowing beautiful like wall clouds on the open sea. Our ancestors screamed, run, run for the hills because these are gods of thieves. Happy Columbus Day to you and to me. To my ancestors, your ancestors, to our people who were murdered and slain simply because of their race and the land on which they played. Progress. Manifest destiny. You see, we were in the way. So we had to be erased and replaced with streets and names that bear our names. Giving honor to those who disappeared in those days when the continent was too wild and untamed but thanks to our God that those heathens lives were saved before we killed them before we raped them and stole their names <clears throat> replacing them with whitewashed flames burning our homes Stealing our children to raise. Yes, thank God for us, the living indigenous people today, 
Because without this progress, there would be no Columbus Day. Columbus Day continues because much of our country and much of our politics even today reflects the same manifest destiny doctrine that was swept across our continents. South America, Central America, Mexico, North America, all, all of this quote-unquote unexplored territory. And manifest destiny is not just unique to the United States. It's been going on for thousands and thousands of years with different people groups, different continents. I believe that the difference is that we celebrate this day knowing full well what it means. There was one person that was amongst the conquistadors that came in the flood from Spain and from Italy and from Portugal. There was a priest named Bartolome de las Casas. Has anyone read any of his works? His, he, he wrote diaries. And he kept detail after detail after detail of what was happening. Because we've all seen what media can do. The media that was being portrayed in Europe was that these weren't even humans that were here. And so, of course, the crowns and the Pope and the religious community gave permission. And it wasn't just the Catholic Church. Later, it became the Protestants who came in, our ancestors, the Congregationalists, the Puritans. We were a part of it. But I wrote this poem when I was in seminary. And back in 2000, uh, I used to be in the Presbyterian Church, which I have a poem dedicated to them in here as well. Um, but this poem is called The Cross Dedication to Bartolome de las Casas. The Wood. The splinters and gall, drips of blood of us all. Raised high to the sky, victorious, ripped open the rumpled sky, birthed in place just to die. Such humble beginnings this tree used for lessons of cruelty, supposed civility. Religiosity? What about humanity? This sign raised high to the sky, victorious, new blood that runs dry, the new power, the new strength, men with insatiable thirst to any length, arrogant power of the oppressor raised high to the sky. I saw murder, I saw innocent blood, 
in this sign. Conquering this heathen world of dark skin, bare feet, to purge their sin, these heathen, not quite human, but almost. The papal bull even declared, humbled by this host, by the ones that were here. Oh, the power lies, misaligned, birthed in blood and now stained with millions of innocent lives, crucified like the one who died by that sign on the cross. Bartolome de las Casas wrote such graphic detail that many places banned his books and many of his contemporaries tried to label him a madman to discredit him so that they could continue to support the conquistadors and the Europeans coming to take what they wanted from this land. And later, with the Reformation, we see something unique happened as well with the Presbyterian Church, the Reformed Church, and those that were starting to come over in droves and droves. And so, while in seminary also, I I wrote this poem, and it's called Peacemaker, Farewell to the Presbyterian Church. My rage, it is noticed. It's been shelved like an artifact on display. I was placed as an example of why these natives just won't do. We are the few. We are the preordained. We are set apart. From birth for our salvation's worth. We are predestined by the one. But you, not you, you bastard son. Me? I'm the result of this hypocrisy. Of your system. Of your rape. Of your attempted genocide. Your self-righteous hate. Disguised with aid, seeming to help us, mold us, force us to be just like you. Disdain for my mother's red hide reflected on your brass collection plate, draining these masses, bringing such hate. You say, just compromise. Just check the box. Just check it white. Don't fight. You know that we're right. We are the predestined. We manifest your destiny. No. I am Ani Gatuagi. I am native. Mixed 
by birth, to many void of any worth, placed on a shelf to observe, too white for many, but too native for you, for your Presbyterian pew. I am who I am because of my birth. I didn't choose the blood of my worth. You, O predestined ones, will never even begin to comprehend just how much of a peacemaker that I am. I left the Presbyterian Church as you can see, and swore I would never go back to church. (laughs) Well, here I am. But I see hope. No pun intended. (laughs) When I stepped foot in the Unitarian Universalist Church, I witnessed and felt and experienced something I had not seen or felt in any of the churches that... I had experienced before. I went through seminary, passed all of their exams, did everything they wanted, pastored for several years, was a missionary on a coast, on an island off the coast of Siberia, where Liam was born. And yet, I was told, you've got to stop talking about all that native stuff. Just don't talk about it. You pass as one of us. In 2003, I was invited to speak at the United Nations Indigenous Peoples Forum. And I spoke. And I don't know how or who or why or by what means, but my words apparently got back to the Presbyterian Church and they put me on a year silencing sanction (laughs) because what I said at the United Nations was that the mainline churches still treat the native people like the missionaries did a hundred years ago. for, For me it was tame It it didn't even mention blood. It didn't mention anything to do with the rapes or the genocide. All I said was was that we were still being treated like 100 years ago. And no offense towards Presbyterians. One of my best friends is Presbyterian. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I, I love lots of Presbyterians, and they're good people. They really are. Just like in all of our churches. There's good people in every church, and there's bad people in every church. We're everywhere. But with Columbus Day, it especially has been weighing heavy when asked by Kathy to do something or consider doing something about Columbus Day. And she said, not specifically because I'm a token native, right? Because that, that happens sometimes. And she was very intentional about that. We have an incredible minister. I'm going to leave you with this last poem that I wrote after a few years of 
being out of the church and um, almost as a rebuttal to this manifest destiny because they really did try to wipe us out and they did wipe out thousands of tribes thousands if not more languages that will never be spoken again with the Cherokees we're speaking our language our children are learning the language we go to our ceremonies here's what I want to leave you with we're still here we're mixed blood we're full blood still flowing clear we're red head skin red many still living in that fear but we're still here we're breathing and we're breeding our lives held dear our children passing from one to another our ceremonies our language our sacredness held for each other living existing listening to the voices of the ones the ones who they tried to still in silence in the quiet in the calm of the night but they were not stilled contrary to what our textbooks say we were not stilled our ancestors blood was spilled through white fingers that were still warm of young men just doing what they were told their hearts filled with orders from above they must be killed or at least assimilated or acculturated or accumulated or maybe just annihilated or just removed to useless plots of land like cattle. So someday, then tourists, then tourists could come by their wares of a bygone age, reminding us of those past days before progress swept them away. Oh no, 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 no. We're still here. We are not artifacts to gaze. We are human beings, full of life, refusing to be erased. And from the ashes, we have been raised in beauty in these days. We are still here.